are we on a roll here now? What is this? Two podcasts in a row? I think it's three, Paul. Oh my! Are we getting consistent? <laughs> no, 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 I don't no, think no. so. Don't have any, any ideas here. It was a rough week for us. I wonder if you can hear that in this podcast. Did you find it was so this rough. week sucked? And then we had one kind of bright spot. When we were having fun, and then that got ruined. <laughs> week it's been really rough and i i was talking to my partner about this and um because my cats have been acting wild all week <laughs> yes. like tornadoing around the house just like making weird demonic noises like <laughs> you know when cats make those like grumble aggressive like rumble spicy sounds no because i've never had a cat that does that <laughs> your tornado of cats made it i've never heard this before in all my cat owning life it's all didimus didimus the cat she goes and she goes tippy tappy tippy tappy all around the house you know when they get on their little tippy tappy toes sure yeah she was just wild and reckless and uh, my partner goes what is wrong with these cats they've been acting up all week and i go it's the moon i bet you there's a full moon coming and yes there's a full moon this weekend on sunday it's a lunar eclipse oh. full full on hmm. blood moon whatever that means so spicy time and then <laughs> i find out Mercury is in retrograde. Oh, boy. Grade. Get rid. So that was affecting the cats and us, do you think? Yeah, scientifically, yes. Right. So. Well. If you had a rough week, too, mm -hmm. blame it on the Gatorade. So, that yeah, that's great. It's good to know. Um, mm -hmm. I also take some responsibility for my own terrible behavior. So, for me, it was I was staying up too late. That's just what happened You were staying up really late. I know. And you know what it is? It's like Damn. I stayed up one night really late, but then most other nights also too late. So, it all compounded, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not even doing anything that fun. It's just like I'm just staying up late. It's bad times. Right, so then you're sleepy. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so that's my New Year's resolution for this coming week is better sleep. I don't think that's going to happen. What? Because this next week is like concert, concert, fun time. Everyone is out again, and it's right back to normal. So I think we're going to be a wreck uh, for the yeah. rest of our lives. Um, what else is going on in your life? Because I'll tell you, I'm loving living at Kirsten's house so much. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be sad to leave, I think, at this point. We watch like a TV show every night all together. Um, they're helping me as I try and be single dad to my dog and cat. That's so <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's really nice. That's great to like live with a friend. They're going to be like family for you they for the are. rest of their life. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's great. What's going on with me? I don't know. I'm a bundle of anxiety. Aww. Now that things that have, are starting to come back, I'm not ready for it. Right? I'm not. Like, when I'm hearing, oh, we have to go back to emceeing shows and working and also drinking at the same time and socializing, and I don't think I have the stamina for it. I don't think I have the energy. Uh -huh. uh, I'm anxious about it all. Uh -huh. But I'm excited in a way, but I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. I think... We were trying to supposed to be easing into things, but it didn't mm -mm. feel like easing at all. It's just like uh, 30 concerts and 10 festivals and uh, throw back in, deep end, here we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, here we, I, there was, I guess there was no amount of preparation that could get us back ready to just go back into the world. No. But here it is, and I'm, I'm stoked that it's back, but I agree. I think there's a lot of people who feel, feel that way. Mm -hmm. We missed it, but also sleepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're like two to three years older now. You know? And that, yeah. that's a big change. Yep. And it wasn't gradual. It's like, oh, I was doing this all along, you know, going out, and slowly I started staying in. It's like, no, 
didn't go out for two and a half years, so. And I feel ravaged by time for once. <laughs> yeah, I feel very old. Okay, well, that's where we're at. Thanks yeah. for listening to the podcast. It's a shorty. I hope it's a good, But though. a cutie. Yeah. Okay. okay, making the news again is old Joey Chestnut. Oh, uh, you're a favorite. The you're world's a number one ranked competitive eater in the world. Um, he eats a lot of hot dogs, yeah. eats a lot of different kinds of foods, and he's in the news again because he's going for donut holes now. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be the first time it's ever been in a competitive eating situation with donut holes. Now, okay, for those of you who don't know, who maybe have never been outside of Canada, a donut hole is what America calls a Timbit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> Do I have that backwards? Yes. Uh, Sorry. Go on. So it's the 2022 Jack's Donut World Donut Hole Eating Championship. And, okay, Joey Chestnut has the uh, number one title for glazed donuts, but has oh, wow. never tried the old donut hole. And I think that it'll be a great time. It's a one bite situation for donut holes. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to see how it turns out. It's happening May 27th. See that, this is why your competitive eating career never really took off, Jen. Right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying that it's a one bite situation, but you can't trip up like that. You can't just think bite, gulp, swallow, because you need to chew or at least dip in water to sluice Mm. down your throat hole. Yeah. Right? So you can't just think that you can just pop a whole donut. That's a recipe for choking. I know a lot of donut holes come with caramel, so maybe they'll be dipping it in caramel sauce. But it got me thinking, like, what? Okay, if you were to get into the world of competitive eating, stomach-centric sports, what would be your go-to or your first, like, or most, like, enjoyable food that you could eat? For me, I think donut holes would be up there. Yeah, I've also done a, a lot of sushi eating, overeating. Remember when I was ten years old, I was really into California rolls. Went to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and they had a sushi area. Mm-hmm. Barfed in the parking lot. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I went way too hard on those. One time, I ate uh, one of those competitive uh, biggest burger in Victoria. Whoa! It was about exactly ten years ago today. Actually, it might this might be the anniversary. Whoa! Anyways, uh, I should have barfed because instead I was just very ill for oh. several days. Would not recommend. Oh. It's a tough sport, those yeah. stomach-centric sports, eh? <laughs> With Mother's Day yesterday, it's time now to announce World's Best Mom. Let's take a look at some of our former best moms. Oh, there she is, the mom from Brady Bunch. Of course, there's the Berenstain Bears mom in her sexy nightgown. Whoa, calm down there, buddy. All the Pixar moms are here. Beep, beep, beep. What's that sound? Oh, they're just backing their dump trucks oh, up. Oh, dude, cool. Oh, the mama from Abba's Mamma Mia. Who will take it home this year? I'll look at the contenders. First, Euphoria Moms. This one competes every year, Mother Nature. Oh, that's nice. And of course, your mom. Your mom. Good luck out there, all you yummy mummies. Stop. So on Friday, Matea Roach, the 23-year-old from Toronto, originally from the East Coast, actually, mm-hmm. who was just like on a tear on Jeopardy, and everyone was so excited for her. The like one of the youngest champions of all time, obviously being from Canada, mm-hmm. and she was just like so charming to watch too. Like, I get, I don't know. I think people now that Trebek is gone, people are like. I can do whatever I want. There's not as much reverence. Yeah. Right? For a while there, if you were there with Trebek, you were on best behavior. No no little quips. Just <laughs> here's the answers and then shush, right? Right. Now people, and Mateo was like this, she would 
throw a quip now and again. Yes. She's super entertaining, but she's also, yeah, she's just a very likable person. It was so easy to become a fan instantly of her because she's just, yeah, a wonderful human being. And so her reign as Jeopardy champ did come to an end on Friday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I mean, she won a lot of money. She won 23 games. That's quite a lot of games, right? What was it? $700,000 Canadian. Yeah. At just 23 years old. Imagine that. And, but what I always find funny is that whenever one of these like super champions is on a streak like this, I'm like, oh, I don't think they'll ever lose. I think they're just, they'll have to stop the game show when, when they, when (laughs) this person bankrupts them. What are they going to do? It's hard to imagine them ever losing when these people are so good. (laughs) They're so comfortable with the clicker. Right. They're so into the rhythm of the game. It's like, they'll never lose. Yeah. And then she lost against Danielle Maurer. Yeah. And, uh. I know it's tempting to be mad at Danielle. Mm. It feels like, oh, yeah, how, how dare she when she won by one dollar, too. Yeah. But we should be really proud of her as well, too, right? That's a huge move. <laughs> That's a yes. massive com- competition <laughs> that she just won. And apparently they became friends and everything on, on the course of all of their Jeopardy shenanigans. So, really? Yeah, really sweet. And it was perfect, actually, because Mateo, Matea is 23 years old and ended on the 23rd. Jeopardy match. Yeah, that's perfect. perfect. There and you go. You know what's going to happen to Danielle now, too? This always happens. She'll lose tonight. <laughs> this little guy who mm-hmm. is 11 years old and has created a business making wands. Yeah. And he's just decided to take sticks. He got like a uh, pocket knife yeah. from his dad yeah, 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 and yeah. just started whittling sticks and then made them into wands that you would see like in Harry Potter. Right. And so you and I both had the exact same reaction. We saw this story <laughs> separately. We both sent it to each other be like, careful, dude. Oh, careful. boy. Do not get sued by J.K. Rowling or the Harry Potter people and the Warner Brothers or whoever owns all that, right? Yeah, because what was happening is he put them up for sale for $10 a piece, which is a steal. Super cheap. And they're beautifully handcrafted Mm -hmm. wands by an 11-year-old. Like, super impressive. Um, 50 people the first day (laughs) got orders for these things. So he has, like, a full business ahead of him. But, yeah, he has to be careful because he could absolutely get sued if he says Harry Potter instead of wizard. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's that's it. That's what we need to remember yeah. here is that like you, you can't own magic wand, right? Can you? They're, these aren't replications exactly yeah. of wands you would have seen in any of the <laughs> movies or anything like that, right? right. They're just magic wands. Exactly. Uh, everything's inspired by everything else. Yeah. So, and they're really beautiful. So I hope he gets really good at it. Like Me he's too. already very good at it, mm-hmm. but he can get more intricate and design. And also, he should boost that price. Yeah. 50 bucks a pop. Handcrafted wands. Yeah, and they're they're stunning. He paints them and everything. Anyway, yes. all the best to Rockland. I think this business <laughs> is going to be great. Did you ever sell anything as a kid? Like, did you ever decide to, like, make your own business as a child? I think we did the lemonade stand thing, but it was yeah. so silly. I lived in, like, a very quiet cul-de-sac, and, like, no one would come uh-huh. by all day long, so it was stupid. What about you? I remember we used to go camping, and we'd always set up some sort of stand where there was, like, painted rocks. And in one year, we're like... We're constantly going out and catching minnows yeah. in the lake, so let's sell the minnows. <laughs> For fishing. Yeah, it's good bait. Yeah, we were thinking more like pets, um, so <laughs> we would sell them okay. to other campers. And I remember this group of kids were like, go get some money from your parents and buy this fish. You could take it home with you. So they did, but we didn't have any fish food, uh. so we gave them marshmallows. Uh. And then the parents came back. Very angry at us because they had an exploded minnow. 
The marshmallow exploded the minnow? First, their kids stole their money. Then they had to deal with an exploded minnow because they were feeding the marshmallows. So lesson learned. I'm not a businesswoman. This is really off topic, but you know what <laughs> loves to eat marshmallows? I learned this. What is that? Crocodiles. What? Crocodiles love marshmallows. Look it up! <laughs> wow. Yeah, tour companies regularly use marshmallows to lure alligators or crocodiles. Mm. And apparently there's like nothing really all that special about them other than I guess they're sugary and crocodiles and alligators like them. But they'll, right. just, they'll just eat anything that's in the water. Oh, okay. I guess marshmallows, they float and they're brightly <gasps> colored, so that kind of lures them and attracts them. But right. um, if you go down there, if you're on, you know, like a swamp tour through the bayou on one of those big fan boats... Mm-hmm. Bring a thing of marshmallows. And yeah, I guess it just floats at the top, so it brings them to the surface. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And they but go don't nuts for it. don't feed them to minnows. They will explode. Marshmallows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It finally happened. After 20 years, Apple has officially discontinued the original iPod. I had the original iPod. I mean, I only had two songs on it, though. What? There was more memory than just two songs. What songs were they? Oh, no, no. I had Work It from Missy Elliott. Classic. And then the 10-hour remix of The Hamster Dance. <laughs> So you're aware, and especially if you've got kids, this month Cineplex is doing daytime, like early in the day, 11 a.m. showings on a Saturdays, starting this Saturday, of uh, movies for like three bucks. Whoa. You can take the kids and go and see like Despicable Me or Sing right. 2 or movies like that huh. for a couple of bucks in the middle of the day on a Saturday. Now, you not into the daytime movies. Oh, I don't love, uh, yeah. Okay, here's what I don't like about going into a daytime movie is that you just spent like two hours in the dark and then you go outside and it's bright out and yeah. it just messes with your brain quite a lot. So yeah, I'm a big fan of nighttime movies because I also love a nap right after or during the movie, sure. you know, and yeah. it's just, yeah, the, the daytime's a little weird. But yeah. I mean, if you have kids, that's great. I agree with you. There's some kind of brain chemistry thing that happens when, yeah, yeah, for adults anyways, when you leave a dark theater and the daylight comes spilling in, it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like a bit of a vampire. But these, these movies are not new ones, right? These are ones that they're bringing back for this feature in particular. Yes. And so that was my next question was, if you could have any movie from any point in history, because sometimes they do that, you know, they'll bring back movies, but it's never the ones I really want. So mm-hmm. if if there was any movie you could have brought back to the theater to enjoy up on the big screen again, another chance at that experience, what, mm. would, you, what would you pick? I don't know. I think like something that I hadn't seen in the theaters before and I missed the the opportunity to so like avatar for example i mm-hmm. wish i saw that in theaters and i've only seen it like in the last like couple years yes so that would be really cool to see and yeah. i know that they're coming out with a new one so yeah. that would you know be good timing how about you well i think there's really only one correct response to it oh. for me anyways yeah i want for many reasons for it to be the year 2001 again and certainly for a big reason is that I want to hole up in a movie theater with a giant like a garbage bag full of popcorn and just watch the original Lord of the Rings trilogy over again on the big screen as big a screen as exists please (laughs) apparently they are remastering Avatar 1 and putting it back in theaters 
That's so my, great. My light dream is coming true in this very <laughs> specific scenario. Exciting. Thanks, Tyler, for texting that in. Yeah, we were talking about movies that would be sweet to see on the big screen again. Dan yeah. says Goonies. Oh. You're right. Yeah. That's a yeah. correct choice. Mm-hmm. Ryan says Die Hard. Oh, for the holiday season? Cute. So as you know, I like to travel. I love to ride in a plane. But mm. one thing I can't do is pick a movie to watch Ooh. where there's like uh, even like any amount of violence or <laughs> crashing around going on and gut. Absolutely not if there was a plane crash in the movie I'm watching on the plane. Hell, sometimes I can barely play Angry Birds. I'm <laughs> right. like, this is making me nervous. I can't do this. I need happy times only. Right? So that I can't do that watching a plane, riding yeah. on a plane. Oh, gosh. Oh, absolutely not. There's some people who really love that sort of stuff, though, oh. right? Who are like, oh, I'm going to watch this plane movie while I'm in a plane. <laughs> All right, adrenaline, let's go. Why do they even have those movies I on know. the plane to choose from? That should not be an option. Um, something wild happened on a flight recently that's making news everywhere is everyone who was on the flight started getting airdropped this photo and then another photo and another photo and all of the photos someone's feet trying to get their like i wish paul foot modeling service going i wish no plane crashes oh my what yeah they just kept on getting sent plane crashes of the same plane that they were on like the same airline and everything so someone was airdropping photos to everyone who was on that plane and it got so hectic and panicky on that plane imagine getting these you're like is this a threat where is this coming from yeah what happened so that they turned the plane around and got everyone off board the police (laughs) are investigating now saying where the heck did these photos come from they realize it's not a cyber attack someone was on the plane sending these photos so either they thought it was like a funny joke this is it i don't think this was anything actually malicious I don't think this sounds like to me some little tricky prankster trying to be a real cool dude on the plane. Like, this is going to freak everybody out. Ha ha ha. Right. And didn't think it would get escalated to the point of the plane having a turnaround. Airdropping is wonderful. Okay. Except for when it is a menace technology <laughs> right? like this. That's Terrifying. unbelievable. Well, you were telling me there's people who use air dropping for good. Yeah. Right? Like Charles Gambino will walk around Coachella and just airdrop new music to people around him. Oh, bless. Right? That's, That's awesome. Great. Yeah, use it for that, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think Paul's going to make it. He was just at McHappy Day, and he's not here in time. Oh, there he is. Here I am. I'm back. I made it just in time. Holy, Paul, how much McDonald's did you eat? I've had a lot of McDonald's today. So much, in fact. Oh, oh, oh no. That's incredible oh, no. for you to do all that charity oh, no. work. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm, turning into, I'm turning into Grimace. He's turning purple. Oh. Grimace howls, right? I think so. Was it worth it? It was worth it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. <laughs> you probably know James Cromwell, the actor. He's in the news right now. You know him from Babe. He was the farmer. Mm. Babe 2, Pig in the City. I think pretty sure he's in the sequel anyways. I don't really know. Star Trek First Contact. He mm. plays Zephram Cochran, the inventor of the warp drive in the year oh. 2063. And also now, most recently, he's in the show Succession as Uncle Ewan. And he's rad in that show, which all around him is an incredible show also. Okay, I've been meaning to watch that show, and I'm going to put it on my list. I have to remember because I've heard such good things about it. Yeah. Well, he was in the news because he super glued his hand 
to the front little desk there at the Starbucks in LA. Yeah. And it was because there was like an upcharge on the vegan options for dairy, <laughs> like for a milk alternative. Yeah, that's right. So like if you want an oat-based beverage or, you know, almond milk, uh-huh. it costs a little bit of extra money. And PETA is, you know, their their whole thing is like this, there needs to be ethical treatment for animals and we shouldn't have to pay more in order to have that option. So he super glued his hand to the counter. He had to get a knife later and scrape it off. That was my big question was like, how did he get get out of there? Did he sleep there? Is he still there right now? I guess he... I guess you got a knife. That's yeah. that probably wouldn't have been super fun. No. Because at first I thought maybe that he just took like a whole, like he just laid his hand on the counter and then just globbed like as much super glue, just like squeezed Ooh, super yeah. glue all over it. Like, and then that would take a little bit to harden and then it would be like cemented on. Oh. But it looks like he just like kind of stuck it on his palm. Okay. And then put that down on the counter. Right. And then that stuck it to there and then they couldn't get him out until they scraped it with a knife. They had to physically scrape it with a knife. I wonder if his hand was okay too. That's it. And it's so funny too they're like super glue, that sounds awful. Yeah. Whereas like did you ever do that thing when you were a kid? Yeah. Where you put super glue on your fingers? Or not super glue, regular glue. Oh, okay. I was like no. <laughs> glue, just regular glue. Either the white, like the Elmer's white oh, glue. Yeah. Or the, the glue that came in the brown Jar with the little that weird little mouth that it came out of, mm-hmm. like a little pig mouth at the top, and then you, and then it would dry, and then you would peel it off your hands, and That's it felt the most so good. Satisfying thing ever. If a spa offered that as a service now, I think I would probably go do it. Do you think it's good for your hands? Yeah, well, you could do that with hot wax. A lot of people do that. There's, you could get like a nice, like hot, warm wax, put your entire hand in it, and peel it off, and apparently, it's great for the skin. Can I do it with? Elementary school glue, though, please. Absolutely, Paul. <laughs> I never would have guessed this wonderful twist would have happened, uh, but it's my favorite thing of 2022, that pickleball, this innocent, wholesome, fun for legitimately all ages new game that was sweeping around and getting very popular, mm-hmm. that you would think in a town like Victoria with, you know, like a little bit of an elderly population, which is pickleball is very popular with, uh, should be a slam dunk here. Oh, yeah. And instead, it has become non-stop drama. Drama mama. Right? <laughs> I just, know. Just, just devastating, and oh, every oh. news story about it is so hard and I terrible. Know. So, what? There's the latest drama is this. Okay, so we thought we solved it, right? Because they were saying, okay, we're gonna put the pickleball courts in Beacon Hill, surrounded huh. by peacocks, also making loud noises. <laughs> right. There's trees everywhere. What a beautiful spot to play pickleball. Everyone seems happy about it. No. No, there is actually a legitimate concern now okay. because where they're going to set up the pickleball courts is this parking lot that was closed down because of the pandemic, right? They shut off all the roads into Beacon Hill Park. And there was a human rights complaint that was filed against the city because it took away accessible parking spots for people with disabilities and wheelchairs to get into the the park. Oh boy, that's a legit beef. That's a legit beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now instead of dealing and with this human rights 
Rights complaint. Apparently, they are now ignoring it. Oh, no. And putting a pickleball court in there. So this is a new twist to the pickleball drama. Oh, one I that I don't know how this is going to play out. But we need a solution, right? <sighs> this seems like a pretty easy thing to fix. Like, there should be lots of places in Beacon Hill Park. I don't know. I haven't looked at a map. Put it somewhere of else? Hill. Just put it somewhere else, right? Yeah. That seems like an easy fix. I feel bad for everybody here right now. Yeah. I feel bad for the people whose parking spots are taken away. I feel bad that it's more drama. And I do feel bad for pickleballers as well yeah. at this point. That you're being dragged through all this mud. You're like, I'm not some sort of criminal. I just want to stay healthy and active and do a sport that's a little bit loud. At this point, it would be like, uh, okay, finally, big press conference, everyone. We are happy to announce today that... The first pickleball courts are opening on the moon. That's right, the moon. Shouldn't bother anyone on la lune, the moon. And, uh, oh, sorry, question in the back here. Yes, I represent the delegation from Mars, and we hate oh, the pickleball, no! right? You would think in the vacuum of space no one yeah. can hear you dink, but that's not the case, and so shut it down. A BC MLA proposed to his partner from the floor of the BC legislature yesterday. Very cute, but here are some other places of work where it might not be so great to pop the question. One of those big operation theaters, you know, mid-open heart surgery, you might need to focus. 30,000 feet up in the air from the cockpit of a big jumbo jet. Again, captain, focus up. I mean, firefighting, a very dreamy occupation, but not when a house is burning down. Not the best time to take a knee. And finally, I don't care how vaulted the ceilings are or how much beautiful marble inlay there is, the lobby of a divorce lawyer's office. Mood killer! Now that things are getting social again, it's important for you to get all learned up on some of like the hot Victoria small talk <laughs> topics. And one of those, of course, is housing in this market. It's just wild and wacky, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to get into. Yeah. There is an interesting um, article going around today, though, that's saying that it's, it's kind of surprising how mm. many young people actually make up uh, the portion of... Uh, home buyers. Whoa, that's it, interesting. In Victoria right now, it's not the majority of home buyers in mm-hmm. this town, but it's more than you might imagine. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, uh, uh, boomers are downsizing their places and then helping their kids get into places. Oh, okay, that's a pretty big trend. Yeah. Uh, as well as there are a lot of young professionals coming from more expensive markets, even than Victoria, so like Vancouver, Toronto. Okay, right? Maybe the states because. Remote working is popular now. Mm. When people have their choice, they can work where they work, but live wherever they want. Yeah. They want to be on the island. Yeah. And they're, so if they've got a decent paycheck and they got some money, they come here. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So people, young people with money are buying, <laughs> buying houses on Vancouver Island, but it makes sense. I mean, we have like a very active area like if you want if you like hiking if you like things like that young and active people are obviously just kind of yeah more interested in living on a place like this that access to nature is so precious to so many people and yeah yeah, people love it okay here's the third reason is that uh there's a real trend of people getting townhomes now Mm. before townhomes were a very unpopular apparently thing to buy uh, and now people are really seeing the advantage of it, that it's like you're on the ground floor. It feels like you like have a house all to yourself. There's maybe even is like a patch of grass, you know, so you have a little bit of outdoor space. Mm-hmm. And but you don't have the crazy price of a standalone house. Well, even now, those houses are going up to like million dollars, right? Not only that. I know that's what's crazy. Not mm-hmm. only is that the case, the prices are up, but also 
Then you got to think about a strata fee on top of it. Yeah. Anyway, if any boomer wants to be my friend and possibly help a sister out, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what a blow earlier this year when Norm Macdonald died, right? Mm-hmm. It was really a bummer. Um, now news has broke that... Because he knew he was sick since back in, like, 2012. Okay. And so recently, I think it was 2019, he was going in for a procedure, and he, like, thought he might not make it out, or he, you know, knew that things were kind of going south for him. So he recorded in his living room a full hour of stand-up that he had been working on. Really? Okay. And then the procedure went okay, so he just, like, put it away, and then... You know, just didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And then he, before he was actually able to get up in front of a crowd and perform the material and film it that way, he died. Oh. So now they're releasing this <gasps> stand-up special. Whoa. That he recorded just in case he died. And it's in his living room? Yes. Wild. Yeah. That's like pretty intimate yeah. uh, a feeling. I feel like fans are going to absolutely love that. I also kind of like the idea of like, you know you're going to pass away, yeah. so you record something or you have something prepared for your loved ones before and then you surprise them with it when you're gone. You know, like there's something really beautiful about that. Yes. Um, we actually know someone who has been doing that for the last, like, what, 10 years? Yeah. They've been updating this recording and they're going to play it at their funeral. Yeah. And it has, like, mentions of people's names in it and stories and, like, ways that they can comfort them and, like, roast their friends, which I thought was just incredible. Like, such a cool thing to do. I know. Um, It feels a little morbid, but I think it's actually a really cool thing to leave your friends and family. I don't know, unless they're going to be all spooked out by it or something, but I think it's great. I think, like, yeah, you could record a huge roast of yourself. That's what I was thinking, yes. That would be really funny. I mean, you've been preparing a roast for me when I pass. Yes, I have a lot of material for your funeral that I'm really excited to share. It's really like a little bit kind of harsh. Might have to wait till later on in the You're funeral. Just gonna but annihilate me I on can't stage. Wait. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for that either. At your funeral. Yeah. Earlier this week, the RCMP seized 10,000 fake toonies. There's a quick way to tell if you have a fake one, though. That's right. Here, I have some toonies with me, and easiest way is just to remove the foil and taste the chocolate inside. Hmm. Okay. So this is clearly hazelnut milk chocolate. So what's the real one supposed to be? Mint? No, no. Hazelnut is fine. Oh, good then. It's too bad these are all getting a little melty from being in my pocket. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.